Good evening and welcome to a new episode of the DFWTO podcast. I am your host, Casper. I'm your other host, Becky Grimlin. Here to bring you all things spooky, finally again, on Wednesdays, because... Wednesdays are for podcasts and we're back. We are back. Guys, it has been almost back. a month. That's the longest break we've taken, but it was uh, July. Yeah. I think since 2020, since the infamous 2020 year, this is the longest. Well, even uh, in 2020, yeah, we, we were didn't know recording. Remotely, yeah. But this is like the longest break. Um, thank you guys. Uh, I did post privately to my story, uh, but to throw it out there, I did have a death in my family. Um, a very close death, uh, and then a couple of days later, I was in the hospital. So there was just there's a lot going on. A lot going on. <laughs> um, I'm, you know, I'm better. I'm not going to really go into the specifics of it. It was only for a night. I'm a lot better. I'm doing better. Uh, but yeah, it's just been a lot. So thank you to every, thank you to all the messages I got for people that I sent to my private story of who did pass and. Um, I really appreciate that. It's just, uh, yeah, it's been a lot. So, and it's been a um, lot even for me too, guys. Cause yeah, Casper had some stuff going on as well. So. My grandma fell and broke her hip. It's like She's literally all around the same time. <laughs> Everybody so decided to just, it all happened at once. Yeah. The month of <laughs> July this year, like this whole year has been kind of meh, but like. It's been okay, but July, July was seemed bad. to be the one that like really was like, yeah, get the get the fuck. We were just straight up not having a good time. Yeah. No. But August has started no. off on a decent note. I'm not upset with August. No, not at all. Um, uh, we yeah. started it out ghost hunting. So, of course, it's not going to be a shitty month when you're spending the beginning of it with the dead. <laughs> um. No, you guys, we really appreciate you guys being patient and sending us messages and being kind and waiting on on things. We are still going to do the Men in Black episode. Um, I just yes. wanted to let you guys know that that is still happening. It's just not happening right now because of the way everything is falling currently. Um, but it is coming towards the end of the month, so you guys will have that still. That's still a thing. Yeah, so it gives everybody time, if you haven't seen it yet, to watch the 2B, uh, this was a 2B original documentary that they released, um, so everybody still has time to catch that. Uh, it was called, um, I think it was actually, hold on, let me find the actual name it, of it I so everybody can look it is. up. Uh, who Saw mm -hmm. the Men in Black? Uh, so that isn't a 2B original documentary that came out, so everybody still has time to watch that if you didn't get a chance to that will be the last episode of the month um but yeah we we did want to we did not want to waste any time talking about our experiences at the indiana state sanatorium site as well as um a rescheduled interview we have coming up next week if you guys remember and then some other stuff so uh yeah minute black episode is coming the end of this month gives you time to watch that 2b doc and, uh, yeah, we can't wait to get into what happened at the Indiana State Sanatorium. It was great. We had so much fun. A lot of stuff happened. So it was the longest one we've ever done. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. It was eight, nine and a half hours in total, but we did eight and a half. Um, it was from 830 to six, but we did 830 to five. And I'm telling you guys, it did not feel like eight hours in that place. It, it was absolutely wild when I when I looked at you and I was like, we've been in here for eight hours. I'm like, that's a whole work shift. 
it, yeah, and it didn't feel that. <laughs> and way it didn't feel that way. At, That's why I, at all. Man, I'd do that as a job. Same. <laughs> I would absolutely Hands do that down. as a job. As long as I get my sleep during the day before and the day of. Yeah, I'm losing my time. The day of. Yes. And this um, was the first place that we've been to that was legitimately out in the middle of bumfuck nowhere. Literally in the middle of nowhere. Do you want to do the promo real quick? Oh, yes. Yes, and I then forgot. we'll yes. get into... Sorry, I'm sorry, guys. It's been a minute. It's like jumping back and riding the bike all over again. And I'm going um, to need a cinnamon roll. <laughs> Actually, a cinnamon roll sounds, really sounds amazing right now. Anyway, so you guys, of course, before we get into the podcast, thank you for reminding me, Becky. A word from our no sponsor. Calm your body down. Bing. So, guys, uh, well, I guess the only real great thing about July was the market that was done um, in Wyoming. That was a really great start. And uh, there will be some upcoming markets this uh, fall that I can't wait to get into. So definitely look forward to more information about that. Um, thank you for everybody new on the Instagram page. I'm posting a lot more reels as much as I can. Um, obviously there was some time taken off, but, uh, there is a big sale going on kind of a end of the summer sale, 25% off everything, no code needed, still free shipping. Um, and then, uh, of course this is the month that everybody starts looking forward towards around this time is the pumpkin spice bath bombs. They will be coming back. Um, so just look forward to more information as far as that happens in the next upcoming weeks. But for now, everything that is available is 25% off on Etsy. Calm your body down on Etsy link in the bio on the Instagram page and it's calm your body down everywhere. So thank you. Calm your body down. And of course you guys, you know, we have the awesome merch. Don't forget about that. It is in all of our socials links. Yes. If you go on the socials, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, please go to the link tree and click on podcast merch. You click on that, it'll take you right to the page. You can see everything. We have three different types of t-shirts. We have a mug. We have a tote bag. And stickers. Yeah, we sure do. So please support. Um, All of the money getting... goes back into the podcast, just to let you guys yeah, know. Yeah, I'm going to be getting a Wednesdays Are for Podcast shirt very soon. I fucking love that shirt, and I want to get think you should get to be the most popular one. So I think I'm you should get that shirt and then wear it when you meet Christina. excited. Yeah, I think I pretty much decided I'm going to meet Christina Ricci. I think it's going to be in the works. Uh, it's like the universe is throwing it out there. So, just well, she doesn't come that, around so. here very often. So, yeah, and then the one um, around you couldn't make it to. So, so Cincinnati Comic Expo, she's supposed to be coming, and I'm kind of like, yo, all right, maybe she is very happen. small. Yeah, but she is so. That's precious. what you said. Very and small. I just like. I'm definitely a fan, obviously. She's and... about the size of um, Danielle Harris. Okay. Is that kind of... Well, you haven't met Danielle Harris. Mm -hmm. either. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. That's another one you need to meet if she comes around. See her from a distance, but... No, right? <laughs> oh, don't get me started on that song. Um, so, yeah, guys. Um, but, so, getting right into our... If you go back and listen to our um, Indiana State Sanatorium episode, it'll kind of, you know, obviously we're not going to go into the history, a lot of the history about the place since that episode pretty much covered everything. Um, but in 1908, just to kind of give a quick overview, it was um, 
a tuberculosis sanatorium in Rockville, Indiana, um, which is outside. It's about 40 minutes, 40, 45 minutes outside of Indianapolis. Again, like Casper mentioned in the literal bumfuck nowhere. Um, like literally we had to stop to get food 45 minutes outside of it because that was the last time there was we not missing food. Yeah, there was nothing. <laughs> um, when in when in other and other times we've literally only been across the street from it, like at West Virginia Penitentiary or Mansfield, it was just down the road or you know stuff like that. It was very strange being that far away from anything. It was really weird. We've never had one that was actually that remote. I I kept thinking that to myself. Um, really more so like leading up to it once we were kind of like mapping out uh on the way out there um because i know pretty i know indiana pretty well but i've never been on the other side of indianapolis so i wasn't really familiar with that but it did remind me of a lot of parts of ohio i think anywhere in the midwest you kind of get on a back road in the middle of fucking nowhere it's gonna all look the goddamn same nothing but farmland Sit on the corn. <laughs> but yeah, it was really interesting because, you know, I, I think even in terms of like, um, you know, the Borden house is in the middle of Fall Fall River. That's a pretty bustling city. Mm -hmm. uh, even Mansfield, you know, we weren't really in the town. So the reformatory was sort of remote, but not sort really of. in the middle of nowhere per se. Uh, West Virginia Penitentiary is right smack in the middle of the town and even Waverly Hills. And I think that's the one that surprises most people that really surprised us is the fact that it's in the middle of like a suburban area on a goddamn golf course. Like I could not believe how close it was to downtown Louisville. Like you could literally hear the highway. It's it, it it's made to look from everything that I've seen about it, from the first ghost shows I ever even saw about it, it's made to look like it's in the middle of nowhere and mm -hmm. it fucking isn't. So um, I think that's what really made this the most interesting being able to, that I think what made me the most excited is the fact of sounds play such an essential role when you're doing investigating like this. Really all of your senses become very heightened so touch sound everything like those really important things um become even more heightened when you're around a lot of energy in places where a lot of people have died so it was really great not to have virtually any noise interference except for the few other people that were in the group with us it was that that was what i was so impressed by and what i really liked the most about investigating somewhere that was out in the middle of nowhere is that you didn't have to worry about hearing the highway or cars driving by or uh, you know other neighboring buildings or anything like that like you got the full advantage of the quiet and the dark so you were really able to differentiate where things were coming from because you didn't have any of that outside interference. So I really, really, really liked that. Like I really want to investigate more places like this that are more remote. So I think that you're really, you really are able to have more of a heightened sense of, of everything. And Not to mention of that. the fact when you drive up to it, there is a gate. They literally have it gated off. And then if you look over to the left, there's just a bunch of sheep. Just a whole, a whole pasture yeah, of sheep. Literally like farm. 
Um, and then you have to drive a good like five minutes up the road from the gate to actually get to it. So it's like legit smack dab in the middle of the quote unquote woods. Like it's it's it was awesome. It was just really cool to be out there. The bugs fucking sucked. Make sure you bring oh, bug um, spray. But real quick, because I kind of started in the history and stopped uh, again. Please feel free to go back and listen to our other Indiana State Sanatorium episode where we give the full history. But it was from 1908 to roughly the 1970s that it was in full production as a tuberculosis sanatorium. Obviously, with the advent of antibiotics, that went out of the way, and then it became the Lee Allen Bryant retirement home nursing home and then it was in production as a nursing home up until 2011 which really wasn't that long ago it was literally 11 years ago um so there's a lot of history uh i mean not counting the time that it wasn't in use um you're talking over 103 years that it was in operation either as a tuberculosis sanatorium or as a nursing home um a lot of pain a lot of suffering um yeah, real human connections, because at the time that it was shut down, it was literally 24 hours you had to get out. It was that fast. Uh, if you Google Lee Allen Bryant, you come up with nothing but court cases. It was awful, to say the least, um, the way people were treated. Uh, you get a little bit more history, too, if you watch the Destination Fear episode, where they were one of the first um, professional ghost hunters to investigate, or I guess television appearances to investigate there, um, more of the history of how... The residents, when it was a nursing home, were treated. It was awful. It was absolutely awful. There were a lot of court cases that family that still care took out as far as abuses that were done to their family. So um, the state just got sick of it. It was actually really interesting, too. At one point, we were in an administrative office, and I saw, an, I think it was like an AT&T bill or an mm -hmm. electric bill. They had literally not paid their bill in months there were back bills where by the time they were shut down they owed like eighteen hundred dollars it was to wild. the power company so yeah you just i mean left right up and down there were i was reading notes too in a lot of the files where it was saying like reports that were needed Jeez. did something rub was it the it was charger? the cord it just rubbed my toe when i um, came out of this chair um <laughs> there were notes where there were like oh uh door broken bathroom sink not working there was like all this stuff where like clearly there were multiple repairs needing to be done residents were not being taken care of at the least not being taken care of at the worst just flat out being abused or ignored and just not yeah just tortured basically so um yeah, that's some of the history. I really, 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 uh, I, I, if people want to know more about it, please go back and listen to our previous episode. But yeah, we did take, in, take into account all of that going in, but you really don't feel a lot of that human emotion till you're there, till you're like walking the halls and you're like, there's there's rooms where like all the blankets are still there. I mean, like in a literal hospital, like where you would walk in and you have the room that has all the blank. I worked in a nursing home at one time years ago. This is another lifetime um, where there would be like a whole room with like the blankets, the bed sheets, the pillowcases and everything that was all left there. Um, one room was really disgusting. It was all filled with bedpans. So God only knows uh, what was in those garbage cans. It stunk to high heaven. I stayed in there for about two point. Two point I would, seconds I would and say buggy point the fuck two. out. Um, <laughs> and buggy the fuck out. Uh, that autopsy room was heavy. Yeah, was. I couldn't stay in there long. Uh, for obvious reasons. 
Um, mm. And, you know, in case anybody is wondering, like, how could you have had a death so close to you and then go and investigate a place like that? Like, isn't that fucking morbid or isn't? That's not how my brain works. Okay. Now, um, listen, I went to the visitation and I literally said to her, because she walked me out. I literally said to her, I cannot wait to spend our weekend with the dead. And she was like, absolutely agreed. We both need this. That's how we are. Yeah. And that that's not to equate one or the other. That's in your head. And if people want to think that way, you're completely entitled to that. That mm-hmm. is not the way I think. Um, you know, as far as I'm concerned, that we're in a meat sack. This is not who your soul and what your spirit is, is who you really are. And once that leaves and goes to wherever you believe, the great beyond, the ether, heaven, whatever, um, you know, that's it. And I know the person that I lost is, you know, they're not, the difference is, is they're not stuck somewhere as a place like this, as places like where we investigate. And I don't go into it scared necessarily. It's more of an adrenaline because of the human emotion. Mm -hmm. And I also take into account and am very humbled by the fact that the person that I lost was surrounded by love because a lot of those people weren't. A lot of those people are stuck there. And the person that I love is not. And I'm glad, I'm I'm very happy for that because I wouldn't wish that on anybody to have to be somewhere like that. And then your spirit, your soul, what have you is stuck there for whatever reason. Um, so I get it. If some people want to look at it that way, if some people want to take it morbid, I don't look at it in a morbid way. Mm-hmm. I don't look at death in a morbid way. And if no. you have listened to this podcast long enough, you can tell pretty quickly on that Becky and I, or Casper and I rather, I do not speak to my, as myself in the third person at all. Casper and I definitely Me, myself, and I look at death as a morbid thing. Um, it's something that happens to everybody, whether you like it or not. And I know a lot of people don't deal with that well, and it's not, so that's it. I get it. Everybody has their own thing. Um, but this is our thing. So I like to put it this way. You know how when people go to amusement parks and they get the adrenaline rush from the roller coasters, you look so forward to that and you have this just absolute rush of energy. And people would think that's weird. So this is what gives us that. Right. When we have an experience with a spirit, we get a rush of adrenaline like we just got off a roller coaster. It is amazing to get the opportunity for someone to even trust us enough to communicate, to touch, to speak, to, um, show themselves to, you know, whatever, whatever it is at the time that means more to me. It's just, it's just like you said, it's the human connection. It comes down to the human connection, the human connection of those places. Even if you don't have the experiences, exactly. Just walking through those halls of such a, yeah. place full of history is is what we love to do and at one time had so much life mm-hmm. you know there were people everywhere this was their home you know so uh we i i did want to pay credit to where credit is due so there are a couple of um 
groups that operate with the property to do these ghost events, uh, overnight events. Um, we went through Ghost Hunts USA. Uh, they were wonderful. We really Absolutely loved it. Incredible. We would highly recommend them to anybody that's thinking about going to Indiana State Sanatorium. Um, they have an Instagram page. Uh, we are not being paid by them. This is not an ad no. or anything. This is just saying that that's who we used and we were really, really, really happy with their services. Well, usually um, we go through the actual website of the place itself, but Indiana State Sanatorium doesn't do that. Yeah, you have they to have actually a couple, go on a third they, party. There's at least like, I think, including Ghost Hunts USA from what I found, there's like three third parties, including them, if I'm correct, that operate... Uh, tours through that property so um go sense usa was amazing um not only do they have a collective group where they have everybody interact with equipment that they bring equipment that if people do watch various ghost hunt shows are really familiar with the spirit box that implements the estes method the um there. we'll get more into that i just almost said airpod um, REM pod, <laughs> uh, EMF detectors, uh, dowsing rods, which I have used one time before. Um, EVP, EVPs, like legit EVP recorders. Uh, so yeah, it's, and you get to actually, they loan those out. So you get to use them free roam yourself, which was fucking amazing. We got a lot of experiences with that. And they let you do it for EMF free. Detector they... and the dowsing rods. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, for free, you loan it out. It's great. It's fucking, it, it just, the whole experience, they, they provide food and drinks. Um, they're a great group. So uh, highly recommended. Again, we're not being paid by them. This is not an ad. We're just letting everybody know that this is who we used. And if you're thinking of going, highly recommend using Ghost, Ghost Hunts USA. I will so be honest anyway, with you guys. Um, when, we, when we usually go to these things, we don't usually pay over $100 for them. This one was almost $200, and we both were like, okay, well, this is probably because of how giant the the area you, it's is. It's not just one building. We're very yeah. used to investigating one building. There were three or four separate buildings yeah. on a widespread acreage of property. So, so you get that, you get the food, you get the drinks, you get the equipment, you get... That right in and of itself so was like, a small price to pay. It was very much like, I just don't want you guys to go on there, see the price, and be immediately turned off. I It's worth it. It is very, very, very much worth it. Because at first, we, were, we weren't turned off by the price, but we were like, okay, well, this kind of makes sense for this. But when we actually went, the money, I understand why. Because, like, there's just... It's up there with Mansfield. It was one of the best experiences we've ever had, like, ghost hunting at all. So it's very much worth the money, and I highly recommend spending it for a night there with them because they were, they were precious. We also end up vibing with a really good group, which was mm -hmm. really awesome. The group of people, as soon as we got there, had a really good energy. So that, I think, helped a lot. Oh, um, yeah. Even though we were... So I, my, my dad was actually asking me about it. I was telling him, I think there was probably about 30 to 40 people because when they initially split us up into like red and black, groups the mm -hmm. wristbands we had i think there was probably at least a dozen to 20 people in each group so i'd say maybe 30 to 40 people which i thought was pretty pretty nice size considering because me and my dad both agreed that 
you wouldn't want to have like a hundred fucking people because oh, that's no. too many goddamn people and then their voices are going to interact with them. You never want to have that many people in an area like that so you're not getting, again, like we mentioned, the noise interference just from the other people in the group that you're with. Mm -hmm. um, but they did start us off in the chapel area of the administrative building um, where uh, the guy that led our group, I think his name was Joe. Joe. He was awesome. Um, we love Joe. Where Joe led our group <laughs> and we listened to, we, everybody was given a chance to not only introduce themselves, and I really liked the way they did it, where he said, you know, we're all friends. We're here to make friends with you. So very respectful of the spirits from the jump. Um, and had each person ask a question to get a really, to get an EVP response. And this was a really high level piece of equipment. He explained the whole thing to us. And any, again, anybody that's watched the shows are familiar with it. Um, the EVPs were incredible. They Literally were really, every single really, question really, that was really, asked. Really, really amazing. Pretty much every, I'd yeah. say probably at least 90 to 95% of the questions that were asked were answered. Yeah. Um, I asked, and again, because this was specific to me and just other things that I've been through, I asked, did you die alone or were you surrounded by people that loved you? Because I've always felt that that's really important. Not just because of things that I've gone through, but again, I've worked in a nursing home. So I, I know, I've seen where people either have a lot of family or no family. So it's a real humbling thing. And I felt like that was important. I got the response back, heaven, that hit. I was like, wow. Uh, I mean, I guess you could take that any number of ways from that question. My hope was that it's good um that that means that that's what they saw so i'm hoping that that means they were surrounded by love um but that was a and it was the responses that were given were so clear mm -hmm. that was the other thing they were evps that were very distinct where it wasn't mumbled or jumbled the voices were very distinct the inflections were distinct being able to differentiate if it was a man talking or a woman talking, like that was fucking crazy because you would get more feminine sounding voices, more masculine sounding voices. So that was nuts. Um, Mike, first yeah. question that I asked, yeah, I you're... said, <laughs> I said, what do you think about all of this tech, not this new technology that surrounds you almost every day? And I got the response of whatever. Which I fucking love. I thought that was hilarious. Because it sounded or they're so, so used to it. It sounded so sarcastic. Like, well, too, it also like, sounded whatever. like a real boomer answer. Right. Like, I'm not interested at all. Like, at all. So there were other questions that other people in our group asked. One girl asked, what's your favorite movie? We got the response of Godfather, which I thought was hilarious. Because he's like, what the fuck are you watching Godfather? Um, there were a lot of videotapes around. <laughs> there so were. I could see it. Um, what, someone asked, what's the biggest sin you committed while while That in your one life? got the most angry one yeah, was murder. It, it said murder. And it and said it like murder. If you guys remember from our first episode, and we didn't, we decided not to touch this, even though I knew the names. I was like, no, I'm not walking into that hornet's nest. Um, there was a murder-suicide that happened on the property. I don't think we ever got close to where that area was, but there was, it wasn't residents. It was people that worked there. It made the news. Um, I don't know what the disagreement was. I don't know if that was ever released, but two people that worked there, one person came in and shot the person and then killed themselves. So I'm pretty sure 
considering that was the only known documented murder on the property, I think that's who that was. And I could totally understand if that was done because of a disagreement and then they later killed themselves. That is a very, very angry spirit. And that further let me know, hell no, not walking into that hornet's nest. I do not want to contact that spirit no. at all. Because I, my plan was to contact the person that was murdered, but clearly the one who did the murdering and then later committed suicide is the one that's going to come through the strongest because they were clearly there and they're fucking angry and they did not like that question at all. That's what no. I picked up on. That's Same. the only documented murder that was actually mm -hmm. done there. So in my eyes, that's who that was and they are not happy. No. So I wasn't even going to touch that. <laughs> uh, somebody asked, did you ride a bike or the drive bike a car? Or the car and you was... heard someone say bike. I mean, it was very clear. Um, Very I got clear. touched. So while we were standing there listening, I actually felt my sleeve get tugged twice. And there was someone standing next to me, but it felt like someone walked right through both of us. Like the little gap that was between me and the lady next to me, there was a very, and I mean, this was a hot stagnant room hot with no breeze coming through the windows <laughs> at all. So for me to feel a cold breeze, and I described it because that's exactly how it felt, like someone had just walked right in between us. Well, it also came from where the windows weren't. It came from behind us and the windows weren't And there was us, a so. door that a lady in the group adjacent from us that was across from us, she said she saw somebody in that door. So that was like, okay, well then somebody walked out of that doorway and walked through us and walked past. And that was either the same person that tugged on you or the person, because I mean, that was such a distinct, mm -hmm. if you're standing in a hot, stagnant room yes. and you feel a cold breeze you going by you, you're going to fucking know what that, that's going to be a real distinctive, kind of wish they would have kept doing it because it felt really Anytime we had experiences where we were feeling cold spots, I'm like, can you, can you come back? Can you, can you? Well, and again, <laughs> I think that also made the biggest difference with the fact that it was so hot that if a spot once you feel a cold spot, you'll know exactly. Because listen, I used to think cold spots were bullshit. Same. Until I actually felt one. Mm-hmm. And knew damn good and well that that shouldn't have happened because I was somewhere with no breeze and it was fucking hot. So that was the biggest, that was, that was major there because it was like you were in a swamp and that was a very distinct cold. And then later we got touched and it was very cold. It so, so good. Yeah, you know, because <laughs> we're on an upper floor, too, so it was even more hot and mm -hmm. rises. So when that cold happened, that was really distinct, too. Like, you definitely felt, you're like, okay, then this is what this is. Because there's no other way to explain in this hot-ass swampland that I would be feeling something cold. Like, there ain't no fucking way. So they, uh, I asked. There's no power. Nobody's no. generating an AC real quick. Like, that's I, not That would happening. be great. Would be amazing. <laughs> Um, so I asked, because I got to ask another question, and I said, was it you that tugged on my shirt, or on my sleeve, and I heard, yes, I heard, I did, yes. That was the response I got. And then the very last question that Joe asked, he said, what room are we standing in? And it was clear as day, like, literal class A EVP said chapel. And he acted like a little kid. And I loved that. He got so excited. I got excited. That was excited. the great that was thing so about cool. the people that we were with. Lori, 
Bree, Bree, and Joe, and Joe were so amazing, and you could really tell that they loved what they were doing and that they respected what they were doing because they got just excited as we did. Mm-hmm. Just as excited as we did. You know, they had day jobs. They were really no different than we were. This just happened to be a side job, and I'm like, listen. I if I had the energy for that to be a side job, I would love it. <laughs> so after that, after the chapel, he took like us I always down. see that. Sorry, real quick, but do you always see that? I always see that thing pop up where it was like, would you work for like eighty something grand a year or something, whatever a year to work in a cemetery? I'd do it for would... fucking free, honestly. Listen, listen. for free. Listen. <laughs> I don't think people understand. I would much How rather chill I with would be so much more comfortable. I would being chill around dead people yes. than than living people. I get so along with dead people, people a lot more. I don't think people understand. I get along with dead people. Actually, I think more. there's more people that understand than what we think, where they're like samesies. I just don't want to get scared, but I could totally understand being around dead people. Than oh, hundred I mean, percent. Like my girlfriend's one of them. She's like, oh hell, that shit scares me, but. Yeah, I like dead people. Yeah, my husband's the same. My husband's the same way. He's like, there's a shit out of me, but uh, yeah, I totally, I could, I could chill with you. Totally, they're pretty cool. <laughs> totally fucking get it. So after the chapel, we and he ended up taking us down into the tunnels. He split us about seven and seven, and we went to the right side, and then the other people went to the left. The people on the left side were getting crazy ass action on their REM pod and they their had a REM pod that was going nuts. Um, they did the on and off with the yes and no with the Mac. That was so fucking amazing to actually see that in real time. And that in person, I that yeah. to my husband, he thought that was really fucking cool because we've seen that on a lot of shows. Mm -hmm. um, I know uh, Adam Barry and Amy Bruni, their show Kindred Spirits, they mm -hmm. do the flashlight thing a lot and they they always get really 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 good responses in the place that they, so i love cool. i've i have i think out of all of the shows them and jack and katrina are my two favorites because amy and adam have a real good bond bond and mm -hmm. jack and could you even, say even going back and their kindred spirits listen even going, <laughs> to hell that's it because going, yeah. going back and trying to watch paranormal state i think or paranormal Life. paranormal state the is the was, one that katrina was in did first. with nick groff. oh that's paranormal lockdown right the one she did with nick groff i no um i liked the show but they don't but have good they chemistry. don't have the chemistry that her and jack have her and jack have a really great chemistry and jack really brings something to that show that yeah I, I love Jack's energy. I a lot. hate saying I really, this. really, really love Jack's energy. Same. With Katrina's energy, same. It's amazing. I really hate saying this, but I don't feel like Nick does it because he loves it. No. There he has he is I don't know what it is, but I Katrina. Well, loves I just it. thought it was really strange that all of a sudden, like, he leaves Ghost Adventures because he said that there was a uh that he had a um attachment. And it worried his wife because they have children. Now, all of a sudden, his wife is a psychic and they tour together and go to places. Something's and about all he that. has since gone back to Bobby Mackey somewhere he has vowed never to go back to. Where he and got the attachment, his he His wife says. goes back with him. I don't know. It's... I think okay. a lot of it's for money. I think a lot of it's for money. And that, that's, that's how that's I a, feel about it. Yeah. That, that, um... Nope. We were literally just talking about this. That I feel like... We'll include this profession. We were literally talking about teachers and nurses. 
We'll also include ghost hunters. If you're not in it for the passion of it and you're just in it to make money, go get get out. Just get out. Just stop. Just stop it. Just stop, stop. doing it because you're not doing it for the right reasons. And it shows. It will show. It Yeah. And the ghost will also know. They'll know. They know. So, yeah. The, the they left are side... energy, so they will pick up on it. Oh, yeah. So that, that, yeah. So the left side was getting a lot of responses on their REM pod and their maglite. We weren't getting anything on our REM pod, but we were hearing a lot of things audibly coming from the tunnel. We were hearing it. There was a guy with us, Travis. Shout out to Travis. Travis <laughs> Shout out Travis. Us, heard it. There was a really wonderful couple that also everything that we heard, they picked up on it immediately and they were like right next to us. So they heard it too. And it's really they, cool to be they able felt to... a lot of cold spots at the same time. It's yeah. very cool to be in a group setting like that when the people are cool because it's like you hear things, you feel things, you see things, but you almost want someone that doesn't know you to, to confirm to it. confirm it. Yes. So you're not like, am I crazy? Am I actually? Or am I the only one that's this? feeling this? Or are they? Geni- are they? They corroborated everything. Yeah. Cassie and Wesley were their names, and then Travis stuck with us most of the time, and all three of them Shout people out. loved them. They were fantastic people. So because we weren't getting anything on the REM pod, Wesley actually was like, you know what? I'm going to take a picture. I'm going to take some pictures and see what happens. He ended up catching almost exactly what we caught at Ohio State Reformatory. A perfect orb. Just perfect. Like it was just bright. It was actually about a little bit in front of the REM pod, would you say? Just yeah. a little bit. Um but he caught that. Enough but... like it wanted to let us know it was there, but didn't want to completely come close enough to activate the the REM pod because that's all based on motion. Right. People aren't familiar with how that works, but. And so that, <clears throat> excuse me, and then something really funny happened down there. So Joe was telling us to turn all of our flashlights off and all the lights off, and then he ran smack into a trash can that was sitting that in the middle of the hallway. It was really funny. And it scared the shit out of him. <laughs> that that was actually that was actually really funny. Um. So after that happened, that's pretty much everything that happened down there. By the way, this entire trip, we were fighting a bat somewhere. <laughs> this entire I mean, time, there was it's a bat somewhere. Bats every guy. I feel like <laughs> bats everywhere we go have become the bane of our existence. They were obviously not at the boarding house, but they were at. Uh, they weren't at Mansfield either. We didn't have a bat problem in Mansfield. They weren't at the reformatory. Mm-mm. Maybe because it was more wide open spaces. I'm sorry. Well, the I'm penitentiary sorry. we had bat problems, but it was oh, all the whole well, time. actually no, you right. They were only outside and then the in the downstairs part. Right. They weren't but, in the uh, Waverly. They were all over, and oh then God. we got stuck in the goddamn room that we wanted to go into because it had the the light, and we were like, nope, because this. Dum dum. This place was Can't a lot like Waverly when it came to bats because they were every fucking where. They were everywhere. They were everywhere. The like... flapping and the chirping. Flapping. <laughs> At one point, I guess somebody in the group didn't recognize. They were like, what is that? And we were like, bats. Because <laughs> if you've never heard that chirping before, it's very distinct. And you probably would think it was mice, but no, it's, it's bats. It's bats. It's bats. Bats, 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 bats. Yeah. So then we had a break. So we took our break. We went outside uh, for a smoke break. And I just want to let you guys know that that sky 
Holy shit. Oh, that was the other great thing about being in the middle uh, of nowhere was the stars. Oh, the stars You could incredible. see the galaxy wisps. There was a couple shooting stars that we saw. It was absolutely amazing. So what they did was the second round, they switched up our guides. So the second round, we had Lori and Bree, who took us upstairs into the second floor of the Adams, uh, Adams Hall. And um, they pulled out this, it's called a phasma box, correct? Is that what it's called? And yeah, and it's very similar to a spirit box, mm -hmm. except it actually doesn't go through radio frequencies. Um, whatever program that they use uh, is, is similar, though, where um, essentially spirits are able to come through there, there is some type of frequency used, but it's not like a spirit it's not box going where it goes through a radio the whole time. Yeah, a spirit box basically almost goes through like a radio. So they are going through different radio channels to pick up frequencies and voices. This, this uses some type of channel, but not a radio channel. So you're not getting those wisps like you would on a radio where you're getting like dead air. Um, so you're actually able to hear voices coming through more distinctly but essentially it's called the estes method um if anybody just googles estes method it'll give you all the information that you want regarding how it works but before you get into that though um, yeah go ahead um so what they did was is they brought us into this room and what well, room hallway we were in a hallway and they told us to get closer well me and becky were our backs were to stairs Yes. While all of this was happening, so they were actually asking questions, and we kept getting touched. There was a bat in there, I will say. There was a bat in there. But we know the difference. We could tell the difference between a bat flapping. Something grabbed the bottom of my leg. Um, Becky was getting touched. I, there Something were kept touching breezes. the back of my leg a lot. Um, there we, was we a heard, lot. And we were right by that stairwell. That stairwell, yeah. yeah. Um, and I, we both kept getting touched while we were standing there quite a bit. Um, and it was funny because like, there was a woman's voice that came through, like, is she, Lori said, do you want us to introduce ourselves? And a woman's voice came through and said, go ahead. And, um, when I said, hi, my name is Kristen. It, she said, nice to meet you, which was really cool. Um, one of the guys, he said, my name is Wesley and someone, it was a male. You could hear a male say, hello, Wes. Um, and then someone said their name was, they, they didn't say their name was this, but all you heard was, was it Ashley or Ash, Ashlyn? What was the name? Like Ashlyn it was or something like that. Something like that. It was something like that. That'll come into play really, later. Really because similar to that. Yeah. Alicia. It was Alicia. Alyssa. 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 So that'll Alyssa. come into play later, but literally that's a name that came through was Alyssa. No, none of us were named Alyssa. So, um, whatever. But we were like, okay, well that will come into play later when we go back into that room, um, or that area by ourselves. So then now I will let Becky, there's a reason why I talked about us being touched specifically during that time. Um, but I'm going to let Becky tell you guys about the, uh, the experiment, because if you guys haven't seen what this is, it's specifically on portals to hell mm -hmm. and portals to hell also does the phasma box a lot. Um, that's why I actually really liked it that they used this because you can hear the voices so much clearer 
and so much better with that as opposed to the spirit box. Yeah, so I'm trying to get some information as far as what the difference is with the Phasmo box versus um, an actual, like, the SB7 um, spirit, spirit box. box. Uh, so, okay, so it looks like... Huh. I guess they're similar enough that um, they're just kind of interchangeable. I just think most people are used to seeing a spirit box and the spirit box actually goes through radio frequencies like I like I said before. So that's why you hear a lot of that white noise in the background. And from what I'm able to gather that the Phasmo box is very similar, except it just doesn't go through those radio frequencies. So you don't get that background white noise but um so essentially the estes method the name itself came from where it was originally conceived and that was in estes park at the infamous stanley hotel which was the inspiration for the shining um so it was in 2016 when it was originally done so the concept began that they're at the stanley hotel what if they took if they isolated the noise on a spirit box and fed that into a person, basically making the person the receiver. So spirit boxes will go through frequency sweeps. And that at, during that time, you'll hear snippets of words and phrases believed to be controlled by spirits. Um, so they acknowledge that there is a lot of uh, audio pareidolia, which is actually just noises it's not actual direct communication so they do take into account that there could just be random voices coming through not people actually making direct contact which you do hear that if you actually do experience it but the hope for the estes method was that if you isolate it and actually concentrate and has to have someone as a receiver that it won't be just a random radio feed that you will actually get intelligent responses um so essentially the person with the spirit box or the phasmo box it's tapped into soundproof headphones and then that person has the headphones and the blindfold once that's established everybody else leaves the room and you have other people ask questions random questions that the person can't hear and see if those questions get an actual response by using the human as the receiver so that's the explanation of the estes method where it was conceived how it was conceived and how the whole process works so there was essentially one couple that tried it at first because we were getting touched Lori, who was our guide in our group at this point decided us to do it i decided to be the receiver and casper was the person that shouted out to everybody on the group that was on the other end of the hallway again so there's no interference um my responses to their questions so i couldn't hear what they were saying i couldn't see anything all i could hear was what was coming through the phasma box guys this shit is wild if you <laughs> ever decide to do it yourself or if you're everywhere anywhere that's investigating it that provides that i highly recommend doing it it's one of the craziest experiences i've ever had i have been places where i've always felt a lot of spirits around me 
Um, if you guys remember or listened for a long time, our episode where we did talk about the reformatory and I got full on vertigo because spirits were coming through so strong. And then one in particular was so strong that I was actually hearing him and it gave me full on vertigo. Um, so I have felt presences in places where there's a lot of spirits around, but to hear them all at one time is one of the wildest experiences I've ever had in my life. Um, there were, I'd say if I had to count probably dozens of different voices coming through, I mean, dozens, dozens of very distinct voices that did not all sound the same. I think the most disturbing was, wasn't even actual words or phrases coming through. It was laughs and screams and yells and crying that I heard constantly um, through the midst of the actual words that I could differentiate. Um, that was really sad and disturbing and just, like I said, wild. I don't really know how else to describe it. Um, and then this is like what was really crazy. So this is where Casper will essentially take over. So I started to, it's almost like whatever the people were asking, it was like the responses were starting to get more intense to where they were going from more mumbles to more distinctive words to where I think I was really starting to get more intelligent people coming through that were offering actual responses. So once I said, um, once what came through was we're coming, all of us, and I those two phrases were said by two completely different voices. When I said those literally right after, Casper heard footsteps coming at her. She screamed and I threw the headphones in. <laughs> no, listen, it was a funny thing looking back on it now. But it was really intense <laughs> in the moment because but like yeah. I said, it was, I felt it ramping up because the voices were starting to get more distinct and more made out. So their presence was felt even more and I could really feel them. I mean, honestly, I thought the only way I can describe it was like insidious and being in the further, like I couldn't see them, but I could feel that if somebody could see into the spirit realm, I, I would have been surrounded by spirits surrounded. And like, I moment... felt them in the room with me as the voices got stronger and stronger and more distinct. The, and I felt, I felt that I didn't hear them. Like I could kind of hear it through your headphones a little bit. I couldn't make anything out. But when you said they're coming, all of us, it was almost like I could feel the energy that was just, up. oh my God. It was, it's almost like when you're waiting for a beat to drop. Yeah. Like that's what it felt like. And then I literally, I, the best way I can describe it. So the group of people was down one end of the hallway and down the other end of the hallway was absolutely nothing. It was just blackness. It literally sounded like an adult ran straight at me. Like hard end footsteps. Like, and it made me think Like of, running at me. It made me think of the body shoot at Waverly when I heard the footsteps running at us and you didn't hear them. And I fucking took off because I was like, yeah, I'm not waiting around. Why are you running? To see what the fuck this is. No, it was hilarious because it did. It scared the shit out of me. I screamed. I jumped into the room she was in because I was just like, I'm going to get out of the way. And I jumped into the room she was in. She chucked her headphones. Every The the two guides from down the hall came running down. Are you okay? Like everyone was freaking out. I was freaking out. 
I was like, I'm fine. I just genuinely feel like someone was running at me. Well, well I remember at, at first, Lori thought it was the bat. Yeah. And she was like, and Casper was like, oh, hell no. I wouldn't have ran from the fucking bat. Like, these were very distinctive foots. And just the correlation of the spirits coming through and me hearing them say we're coming. And clearly they were fucking coming because she heard the footsteps, like full hill running up the hallway. And then what's crazy too is that I didn't realize this was happening as I was talking to Lori and the rest of the group, but Becky put the headphones back on and through all of the confusion through, through of all of the madness in the hallway with Casper, I put the headphones on and before I took them off for the final time where Lori came in and took them from me, somebody came through and said they're back. And that was the last thing I heard. Like what the fuck? I was like, oh my god. What the fuck? What the fuck does what the that fuck? What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> Who is they? <laughs> um, no, that looking back on it, I'm glad I experienced that. Like that was actually really cool, but at the time it, it genuinely scared the oh, absolute I'm, fucking I'm shit. I'm really happy I did too, because I wouldn't trade that for anything. That was a really humbling experience. Again, very human experience the emotion of it and just like you said it's so neat to hear you say how it was building up like that because we hadn't talked about that yet and i felt that too where it was just like even when you said they're coming all of us i don't know if you heard me but i said what the fuck does that mean no I and then i, I heard it that. like because I started getting a little freaked out because I could feel the energy building. And I was like, Once it got going to more happen. intense, my senses dropped and I was like fully in it. And that's when it ramped and I could feel like I actually wasn't surprised that something ran at you, really. I felt like something was getting ready to happen. I knew I thought, something was going to happen. I thought either I was going to get touched or pushed or somebody was going to do something to me or mm -hmm. somebody was going to do something to her because the energy was just ramping up too It was too so much. strong right that there. That room, wow. I felt people in the room with me. There was nobody in that room with me. I wasn't even she in the room. She was outside in the hallway, I was in the hallway, basically, enough that she could hear me but not in the room with me. And everybody else was at the other end. So I was in that room by myself. But there were other people in that room with me. I felt other people in that room with me. Even after taking the headphones off and we were done, it still was so much residual energy of whatever was in there that had been in there at that time. That was wild. Um, That was really humbling. Yeah. And I would a thousand percent do it again. I would jump at the chance immediately to do it again. We at first were like, oh, God, no. And then after we did it, I was like, I'm so glad we did that. That yeah. was awesome. And I want to be the one. I want to do it, too. I want to put the headphones on and um, listen to that. So after that was done, we, we stepped outside and I got a breather for a hot minute. And then what Lori took us into this hallway and said we were going to do a sensory exercise. Literally, all we did was sit in a dark hallway and just be quiet. That's just all we did for about. Well, that was awesome though, because it really let your, and again, like we talked, like I mentioned this earlier about not having, being in the middle of nowhere and not having all that background exactly. noise is that it made your senses heightened more. So I loved that sensory test. I did too. I think a lot of people don't realize how much you depend on what you're hearing and what you and what you're seeing once you let your body a thousand percent adjust to it, especially once you let your eyes adjust to the dark 
and your ears adjust yep. to um okay well that's a cricket that's a bird that's a a whatever that's the <laughs> fucking bat um so you'll know what sounds are distinct that are familiar and what sounds are like okay i don't know what the fuck that is what is that like that's definitely not a normal sound that i should be hearing right now um and just the light adjustment like mm -hmm. What we were seeing at the end of the hallway reminded me a lot of when we were at Mansfield and what we saw at the end of the hallway in the, uh, th that was the, uh, solitary. solitary confinement. It reminded mm -hmm. me a lot of that where there was definitely just something distinctive down the hallway, but this, instead of just like moving back and forth was moving in between the rooms. Like pacing. And the, um, like it was pacing back and forth between each room, but across the hallway back and forth. And we saw it, Travis saw it, the couple in the group saw it, more people that started to validate it again, which is why I loved that everybody in the group had such great energy because so many people were able to validate what other people were hearing, seeing, feeling. Um, so that was really awesome. That was a really, really interesting experience. I really loved that too. And I think that's really important for anybody to do that when you go to these places, if you've never done that before, is try a sensory exercise on your own, where if you can go, if if there is a part where you're separated and you can go somewhere where you're by yourself, get very in tune with your body and what your even smells mm -hmm. there could be smells there, and we yeah, did. there, we there had was smells. the one where like and i see i'm very familiar again from working in a medical setting of what chemicals are going to smell like of what cleaning agents are going to smell like specifically in a hospital or in a nursing home setting and that in that area this ammonia smell i mean Ooh. like this strong <laughs> strong ammonia cleaner mm -hmm. like that's very and and just prefacing this i'm gonna tell you everybody right now you you don't want to walk into a nursing home and smell that that's not a good nursing home no um there you shouldn't smell ammonia like that they're masking a scent of something and they're using really strong cleaning agents to cover it up and i don't particularly like i mean yeah okay it's clean but i don't know i don't I, that's just never a good sign to me um for a place like that to smell like chemicals and that was a real strong i mean that, that not just the two of us could co corroborate everybody around us corroborated the same smell i mean came in like a wave real strong and, and then, then fucking and then just gone and then we would yeah. also get the smell of trash as yeah. well which which that honestly could have been debunked because i mean the place is full of trash it would come in whiffs, but it could have been to do with the wind or the way that it was wafting through the building. That could have been debunked, but that smell of ammonia was like... Yeah, that smell of that ammonia, was even though there was one room that we did walk into that I did notice, I think in that same hallway that did have cleaning supplies in it. But I mean, these would have all been years empty. But we never smelled it and we never we were smelled standing there in for... that particular yeah. area, just standing there. So yeah, that was really distinct. Um, that was really cool though. Like it was constant. It was like, what, so what was happening was at the very end of, at the end of the hallway, there was a small sliver of light that the moon was creating because the moon was really bright and it was just, I love how Laurie put it. This is the most physically dark place that she's ever been. 
I 100% agree with her. If you do not have a light on, you cannot see anything in no, front of your face. You it is anything. pitch because you're in the black. middle of nowhere. So there was this one itty bitty little sliver of light thanks to the moon, and that that light was it because there was a window like, at the end of the hallway. So every time that sli every time whatever was down there that was going back and forth between these two rooms, you it would cover up yep. the light. And sometimes it was a small shadow. Sometimes it was a tall shadow. Sometimes yeah. it was thick. Sometimes it was thin. Some, it was like, it was insane because it just constantly kept blacking out like something was pacing. And then Cassie ended up hearing the wheel was sounded like the wheel of a uh Yeah, because he, yeah. That's what, what, or not, it wasn't Cassie. It was Wesley. Wesley heard, yeah. yeah. Said it sounded like a, kept hearing something electrical and said it sounded like the sound of a wheel on a gurney. Either a wheel on a gurney, wheel on a wheelchair, something like that. Something like that. Um, and there were leftover wheelchairs in there too. So that was crazy. There were fucking uh, Nike shoes. There were so many things. The yeah, these were literally people's belongings that were just left there. So that was crazy. Um, and after that, that's when they let us go off yeah, on our own, which was amazing. We could loan out the equipment. We started off with the EMF detector. Um, it was wild to see this shit in man, person. Man, I'm telling you. Like, to actually see it in person, because, like, we, we watch the shows. You guys watch the shows. You see all this shit all the time. But to have it in your hand, that was wild to me. And to get actual responses. Mm -hmm. You'd be walking along, walking along, nothing, 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 nothing. And then we walked into that room where there was like a bell in the middle of the room and it it hit on that thing. And we were oh, like, yeah. whoa. The, okay. Um, well, you what got is the, it? you first got that response in the, in the doorway. Yeah. And then when you went in, it was around the bell and the uh, chair. Or the chair. There and the chair. chair in that room too. And it only hit in there. And then I'd kind of like walk away and then it would hit and then I'd walk back and then it would hit and it was like, okay, well then clearly there was something in here. Um, walking through the hallways, almost as if somebody was passing you. I felt like a lot of that was probably residual. 100%. Like there was probably somebody in that room just doing a normal routine that they would have done in that room and that's what it picked up on. Or um, all the ones that we kept getting in the hallway, in my mind, were as residual of people that were just used to walking up and down through the hallways. Because you would get to it... another room, maybe an administrative room, maybe to the cafeteria, maybe to the whatever. But you would just be randomly walking down the stairwell or walking up the stairs or walking through the hallway. And all of a sudden the thing would just go off. And then nothing. And then nothing. And then you'd start walking and it would go off again. So in my eyes... That felt like somebody just walked right past me. Yeah, more than likely. Like, not paying me any mind. Either walking down the steps past me, walking up the steps past me. And just in that moment, that burst of energy that would go past, it picked up on. Just in that, just that <laughs> quickly. It never would linger. It was like somebody just passing through. Um, so that was really wild. That was really, really, really crazy to experience that. Um, so Travis ended up hanging out with us most of the time. And the second time through, we went and picked up, she, she got the, uh, dowsing rods, which I've used one time before, but never picked up like, like this we did here. Those things went wild and they kept wanting, <laughs> they kept tagging on rooms. So if anybody's ever used the, 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 the history behind dowsing rods is they're made of copper and copper is considered a conductor of energy and believed to be a conductor of spiritual energy if you believe that spiritual energy can come through um magnetic well not necessarily magnetically but uh electronically charged 
So it's believed that dowsing rods, if people, if spirits connect to them, they will actually point the way or even X marks the spot in a better way of putting it that they will actually cross if it's in a specific area where a spirit wants you to be or wants you to stop. Um, and they would cross in rooms or at doorways of rooms I couldn't go into. Either the door was locked or it was blocked. You just physically couldn't go in the room. But that happened, I think, at least three different times mm -hmm. where it they kept wanting to lead into rooms that we physically could not get into. And then that made me even more curious where it's like, who is in that room or what's in that room or what what wants us to go in that room and why? So that was really crazy. Um, I do have a video. So Travis actually picked up this thing. I don't know what it's called. But it's a grid. And what it does is he sets it down on the floor. It maps out what the area. And then it will show you temperature drops in the grid. And it will show you when it maps out something. Like a substance. A sus something that has sustenance to it. I have a video and that... It's temperature, right? And temperature, yes. Yeah. I have a video that that her dowsing rods are commemorating corroborating that corroborating good jesus what's happening like you want to say carbonara like this carbon monoxide like every word but um so her dowsing rods are literally corroborating with his grid as to what's happening not only and he set his grid down in the hallway where we were seeing the pacing what is absolutely astounding to me is that on the grid, it looked like something was pacing. Yeah. Like, we couldn't see it at that point because the grid was very bright and everything, but it looked like it was pacing, and her dowsing rods were pointing in this, like, literally pointing at the spot where it was or where it would get cold or, you know... Something like that. And I have video evidence of that, which was absolutely crazy. Now, what makes me think this is a lot of residual energy is because every time I asked it to interact with the REM pod, one of two things. It was either residual energy and didn't know how to interact with the REM pod, or number two, because this seemed to kind of be a huge thing, a lot of the spirits were shy and did not want to come forward. Yeah. So, or be noticed. A lot of times, if we did not pay attention, we would get responses. So it was almost like they didn't want to be noticed, which, you know, that can kind of make sense. But I have a video, I have a couple videos. I mean, just I feel like that would that. be people that would yeah, necessarily yeah. be yeah. noticed. Noticed or bothered. So um, that's really cool. I'll definitely post, uh, and once we're done talking about all this, I'll post all of the evidence that we got tomorrow. Um, but yeah, so I have actual video evidence of showing that her rem, her REM pods, her dowsing rods are legitimately cooperating with his grid, and it is so cool to see two or even two to three, like more than just one piece of equipment literally corroborate with each other to show you that something is there like you can say okay well this this equipment's doing this well or even something that you're feeling because we all three were feeling like the temperature dropped massively in the spot that we were standing in the hallway and the whole grid was blue it was showing that the temperature was dropping which was so crazy because when we first did it 
it was like nothing. Like there were tiny temperature drops here and there. But then all of a sudden, the whole thing was blue. Like, it was just blue. And it was really cold where we were standing. And like she, Becky said, it was it was swamp ass. It was humid. It was hot. It was disgusting. Um, so that was actually really cool to get to experience all of that. Um, and then Travis ended up leaving. So we got an hour to ourselves. This is when Alicia, Alicia comes into play. Yes. So we went back up to where I got rushed by ourselves um, and where she heard, you know, the voices say they're coming, all of us. She went into this room and found the name Alicia. What did you find it on? It was like an administrative room and uh, there was a file cabinet, like most of the administrative rooms, bunch of files, stuff strewn about the table next to it. And taped to the side of the file cabinet said the name um again it was either Alyssa or alicia a last name and it said is boss so like Alyssa, alicia something is boss and that was written and taped on the side of this file cabinet so that was either the i don't know if that was the actual manager's name whoever was there but i thought that's a pretty fucking crazy coincidence that <laughs> right? that name was what's picked up and that name right outside of where we were where it picked up that name is literally written and taped right here and we went back and told Lori <laughs> that and she she was like oh my god so that that was so cool so there there's a connection there's the connection there's yeah. the connection with the name which is really cool because that Anytime you ever see anything like that, you're like, holy shit. Okay. Well, there's she, a reason. You straight up was like, uh, the name Alicia's in here. I was like, the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Cause you're like, well, again, it's, it's another bit of evidence that these responses are intelligent, that it's mm -hmm. not just bullshit. Because I think a lot of people believe that through these phasmo boxes, spirit boxes, the, uh, voice recordings, that you're just picking up whatever, that it's just random. But this gives more credence and evidence to actual intelligent responses and actual um, interactions with spirits. Mm -hmm. Because they're giving you intelligent responses and this corroborates it. Like, this is it. This, is, this wasn't just a random response. This, was, this pertained to something. So this was an intelligent response. It's like even more evidence that that was pretty fucking awesome. That we're like the name Alicia is in here. That spirits not only exist in an afterlife, but they can also intelligently communicate. Not all, but most. Yeah, that was amazing. For and sure. then, so when we were in that hallway, I mean, you saw my arm again. Swamp ass, hot as hell. I felt a cold oh, chill. Oh, you were full on goosebumps. I didn't <laughs> feel it this time, but she did. Full, like, my entire, my whole body was just goosebumps. I didn't hear the moan that you heard, though. At the same, like, at the same at time. At the same time, and it sounded, again, same area where we were doing the phasmo box, where people were on the end of that hallway, where there was a, next to a... I think we were on like the third floor. So it was next to the stairwell. That's where I thought it was coming from was at the bottom of the steps. But I mean, it was a very distinctive, oh, deep moan, very deep, deep 
moan. And I mean, she like, heard guttural, that, I didn't. So that like, was crazy. Like, guttural moan. But what's even wilder is that you heard that and I didn't. She I didn't got cold and, and you I didn't. And we were standing right next literally to Literally standing in like, that same spot. shoulder to shoulder. Yeah. We were standing right next to each in other. In that same spot. That That's what's fucking crazy to me is the, the fact night. that we were standing right next to each other when that happened. That's so crazy. So, last but not least, we were getting tired. We were getting ready to leave. We're walking out by the woods. So, we came out of Adams Hall and we were walking down out by the woods to get to my car to pretty much get everything settled before we left. You describe what you heard, because I don't I don't fully know what you heard. I just know you said it was a giggle, but I want you to describe what it is was exactly that you heard coming from the woods while we were walking back down to oh, the cards. Oh yeah. To the cards. Yeah. To the cars. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um definitely coming from the woods. Uh I I heard somebody laugh. I don't know how else to ex- to explain it. I literally don't know how to explain it. I mean, it literally sounded like somebody just went, heh, like that. Like, just a real, like, heh, just a plain as day, but it wasn't coming from the buildings, it was coming from the woods. No. Yeah, that's no. big. No. So, she's didn't, like, did you hear that? Like and I that said, no. Um, but we were in, we were doing stuff in the car, we were putting stuff in the trunk, getting things together, and I heard a sing-songy <laughs> come from the woods. I immediately... Now, I didn't hear that. That you... I didn't hear that. The sing-songy thing. Like, you didn't hear the giggle. But, I mean, it wasn't that far after. It wasn't. I we, heard it that yeah. you heard. Yeah. And I was like, I don't fucking care for that shit. <laughs> fucking I hear <laughs> Not coming from the goddamn woods. Like, that's where I draw <laughs> exactly. the line. No. There. Anything no. Coming, coming from, from the, goddamn... the woods. No. Absolutely fucking fuck I don't know. Laughing, no. whistling, clapping, talking sounds of any shape or form out of woods in the middle of the night in the middle of nowhere. No. That's going to be a hard pass for yeah. me, bro. Yeah. So, uh, that's pretty much everything that happened while we were there as far as things that we experienced. There were other little tidbitty things, but it was just, there was just a lot. There was a lot that went on. Uh, those were the big things that happened. Um, as far as evidence is concerned, like I said, um, I will post them tomorrow. You guys know I have an absolutely horrific time trying to post the EVPs. One of these days, I'm just going to post all the EVPs. But we did catch one EVP, and I will tell you guys what it was since I can't post it. Um, when her, there was one room that we went into where her dowsing rods were going absolutely yeah. in fucking sane. They were in a cross, they had crossed each other, and they were sh- like, she was perfectly still. She was not shaking, she was not moving, and those things were rubbing up against each other really hard. And you have to hold them in a way where if you lock, if you lock your elbows to your side and keep your forearms completely straight, your arms will not move. Your hands, unless you just shake really, really, really bad, which I don't. Um, if you lock your elbows into your sides and just hold your forearms as steady as possible, those things will not move unless they're moving on their own. They're only made to move on their own because they're picking up 
energies around them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they went in- insane. Insane. And there was at one point, Becky said, what the fuck? And I kid you not, we caught an EVP. It's very funny. I must have said what the fuck a lot that night. <laughs> she like, did. Which what the fuck are we pertaining because I thought we were in a completely different part of the house when she said this. And I was like, there must have been a lot of what the fuck. There was a night. lot of what the fuck. There was a lot of WTFs floating around. So I had to like, we had to like distinct which, which what time? the fuck you were referring to. <laughs> so now that we know, now that I knew which what the fuck you were referring. Um, you can hear a whisper literally repeat her. It says, what the fuck? But it's like, like I told her, it's like one of those under your breath, only meant to be heard by the person next to you kind of whispers. <laughs> so it wasn't like a, what the fuck, whisper. It was like, like, so you guys yeah. probably barely heard that. But if you turn your earbuds up. You'd hear her. You, you would know hear, she's saying what You the can fuck. hear it under your breath like it's somebody standing next to you. I, I, it made Casper laugh, but the only thing I could compare it to is like you're trying to say something in church you don't want anybody else to hear. <laughs> Like to the person next to you, like like you just want the person next to yes. you to hear you don't want anybody else to hear even the person in the pew in front of you. Um that's literally so what it, it sounded like, like that. though. It said what the fuck. And you and could definitely hear it. You could it definitely hear it. So fantastic. Um that's probably my favorite EVP we've ever caught. But uh as far as videos go, like I said, I do have videos of her with the dowsing rods and uh, Travis's grid to prove um, basically them corroborating with each other. Uh, no EVPs were caught on the videos, unfortunately. I did get a couple pictures. There is a definitive orb in one of the windows of the buildings of one of the pictures that I caught. But I caught a creme de la creme picture. Um... I caught a fucking apparition. I am very proud of this picture because what's really strange. So I always take three pictures in a row. I took three pictures in a row. And on the the first picture, there's nothing. The second picture, there's nothing. And on the third picture, you can see it. So the way that the building is shaped, there is a tiny window towards the front of the building or the room per se, because we were standing in the inside. It literally looks like there is a man leaning down in the window looking right at me. You can see his hairline. You can see his eyes. You can see his shoulder. And you can see his arm. It is very, very easy to see it once that's pointed out. And what I'll do is I will map out his eyes, his hairline, his shoulder, and his arm so you guys know where to look. But it is fucking crazy. Like, I sent it to Becky and I was like, there is a fucking man in this picture. You can see his hairline. That's what really got me. You could see his fucking hairline. And he's looking right at me, kind of like, I took three pictures. And by the third picture, he's like, okay, what the fuck? (laughs) Maybe he was the one that said, what the fuck? Probably. (laughs) I mean, he had that look on his face. Like, Like, excuse me? Like, what you doing? Yeah. (laughs) So, um, I will post that picture, the orb picture, the videos tomorrow, uh, so you guys can see what we caught, but 
I didn't actually take a lot of pictures or do a lot of EVP work I didn't because either. I, I was probably in shouldn't have taken more pictures. We usually don't in a lot of these places and we apologize, but we usually do, but this time we were so right, into it. This time was just so much going on. We were and so into it. I think a it. lot of it had to do with like we've said before, this was such a big area. This is the biggest area we've ever covered. That was in the middle of nowhere with no noise interference. So there was just so much more activity. Also, this place has only been open for a full year of tours. Mm -hmm. So it's still fairly new in terms of being investigated. Mm -hmm. So I think that's another reason why the energy is so high. Because in a way, it's like these were spirits that laid, for lack of a better word, dormant for a long time and now they've just been like rousted up so it's just you're right we usually do take a lot more pictures this was just a totally different experience there was so much happening at one time there was so much energy that it just i mean the we fact didn't that want to miss any of it if we didn't get anything at all but just that apparition picture i'm fine with that that that's a ghost hunter's dream now if Hands we could down. just see yeah. it <laughs> I'm still fingers crossed hoping to see an apparition in person at some point. But and I know it's gonna happen. It's gonna scare the absolute shit out of me, but I can't wait for it to happen. Um Same. but yeah, guys, as far as everything that pretty much happened, that was it. We we left, we were pretty much awake. We went to McDonald's, got some foods and we had our energy drinks and made it home and crashed it was a great time we had a great time i can't wait till next year i really think we're gonna try to do trans allegheny lunatic asylum yeah, next year we're gonna um, try they they are getting more times now where it's not just february and march you know out in the mountains in west Park in virginia but um we're gonna see about doing that next year so i can't wait for that but um yeah that was that was pretty much everything did you have anything else to add no, um, just that it was a great experience. Thank you so much to Ghost Hunts USA. And if anybody's thinking of investigating, we highly recommend them to use. It was well, well, well worth it. Yes. Yeah. Um, all right, guys. Well, next week we are um, bringing back Tony Wash. We have rescheduled the interview with him for next week that we were supposed to do. I believe it was last month because, you know, last month was a clusterfuck. <laughs> um, but we are getting together with him to talk to him about his bloody bites that he does with Bloody Disgusting. And, of course, any upcoming projects that he has to do. Um, if you guys have not checked out our first interview with him, it was like the very beginning of the podcast. Yeah, we literally um, haven't talked to him in a while. About three years. So, so go uh, back and listen. Yeah. Go back and listen to that episode if you haven't heard it. It's the skeletons in the closet episode uh, with him, and uh, we'll be talking to him next week. Like I said about his bloody bites with bloody disgusting and um, any upcoming projects that yeah, he just has. Anything else? So yeah, definitely check out skeletons in the closet if you don't get it, if you haven't seen it yet. Um, such a great anthology, really, really well done. Uh, and yeah, Pluto uh, has the Bloody Bites episodes, um, so definitely check those out. And uh, yeah, we can't wait to talk to Tony again next week. So excited! Then I just... Okay. So anyway, you guys. Um, you know, I guess that's, that's about it. So uh, you guys yep. know we have the socials. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at DFWTO Podcast. Uh, we are on... If you guys have any questions, concerns, or want to say hey, 
uh, please feel free to email us at dfwto8493 at gmail.com. Also, you know, we're on Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcast, and iTunes. Please follow us, subscribe, leave a review. So you always know when we put out new videos, uh, we should be fine to go um, the next, like, everything seems to be okay right now. We should be back every Wednesday. But, you know, if you're subscribed, you'll always know. Just saying. You'll always know. And like we said, go back and listen to the Skeletons in the Closet episode that we did with Tony. If you haven't watched it, do the thing. And also go back and listen to our Indiana State Sanatorium episode if you're wanting to get more history and stories about the property. Um, since we didn't go over a lot of that. But uh, yeah, we hope you guys enjoyed and definitely hope you visit someday. It was well worth it. And real quick too, I know there's going to be a lot of newer listeners on this episode because I know a lot of my coworkers, I know a lot of people are going to be listening to this episode. If you go back through our episodes, you will find us where we talk about our experiences at the Borden House, Mansfield, Waverly Hills, and the West Virginia Penitentiary. So make sure if you want to hear other experiences that we've had, uh, we have episodes where we talk about personal experiences that we've had, which would be on ghost stories episodes. So if you're interested in those specifically, we do have those other episodes. So please feel free to go back and find those episodes and listen to them. Definitely, yeah. All right, my dudes. Well, I hope you guys have a safe week. Thank you for listening. We love you guys. Thank you for the support. Thank yes, you guys. As always. And remember, don't, don't fuck, fuck with the original. Okay, bye. Bye. How long can she hold it?